0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, the Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert Samir Hurst, and we have a woo emergency podcast. I, you know, I almost mentioned this um, on Sunday night, when we were recording the the recap show, that we were, might have to reconvene on Monday afternoon, at some point because of the total embarrassment of the Denver Broncos at the hands of the Los Angeles Rams on Christmas, in what amounts to prime time, Nathaniel Hackett has been fired by the Denver Broncos. Joining me to break down uh, the the uh, the inevitability uh, or an inevitable event, Ryan Wilson and Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. What's up, boys?
2: Hey, wow. Sully. Haven't seen you in a while. Merry Christmas. I think a year ago, John Gruden was the first to get the boot based on the emails and then brinson and i did like a 1 a.m podcast after urban meyer got fired for the uh grinding incident and nathaniel hackett is the first coach fired this year my only question to you is didn't urban meyer survive the grinding incident He got fired for kicking my only question to sully is this shouldn't nathaniel hackett have gotten fired sooner
3: um no this seems about the right time (laughs)
2: the day after christmas (laughs) Christmas.
3: we all knew that it was not going to work but at the same time it, I don't know if there was any sort of nail in the coffin like we saw in this 51 point embarrassment last week against the the the, the Rams. I a mean, a lot of
2: tiny nails and slow hammering, though, over the course right, of this. Right. Season. It was
3: a slow build, but we all knew that this was obviously where it was going to go. It's just after a game like that, not only were you let up 51 points, but <laughs> you have infighting on the sidelines where people are pushing and shoving and, and basically calling everybody out. It, oh I think at that point, it's about time that you kind of got to cut bait.
1: Here's the uh, here's the statement from the Broncos on behalf of our ownership and organization. This is from owner and CEO Greg Penner. I want to thank Nathaniel Hackett for his dedication as head coach of the Denver Broncos. We sincerely appreciate Nathaniel's efforts and wish him and his family all the best in the future. He really needs to shave that goatee, however. Mm. Uh, they didn't mm. actually that. But following extensive conversation with George and our ownership group, we determined a new direction would ultimately be the best interest of the Broncos. This change was made now out of respect for everyone involved and allows us to immediately begin the search for a new head coach. They go on and say generic things about, you know, what uh, oh, but he, he, Greg Penner does point out. I will lead our head coaching search with support from our ownership group and George, whom I have confidence in as our general manager. As we begin the process of selecting our next head coach, we remain focused on playing competitive football to finish the season on a positive note. So a little bit of a. Oh, wait, quickly, quickly. Greg
2: Penner is the owner and CEO. I thought his last name was Walton. I didn't realize Greg Penner was the guy. So he's the owner and CEO. I was confused there. OK, go ahead
1: yeah 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 uh, there's George yeah, um but I think that he's the he's the chairman he's a he's a he's a Walton, I think,
2: yeah. his official title is owner and CEO. so he's obviously in the family. I just didn't recognize the last name
1: he's the chairman of of Walmart. He's the chairman of Walmart and the CEO of the Broncos,
2: man. all right. that guy's got Walton. some pretty big pants,
1: uh, so maybe he's not a Walton actually. I, thought, I was thinking he's the grandson, he's the son in law of S. Robson Walton and the grandson in law of Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart. Okay, that's uh, fine. By, by I way,
2: just want a clarification because I didn't recognize that.
1: No, 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 it's fine. I, I was actually surprised by that too. I thought it was a Walton. I guess, in other words, the Waltons paid for it and then said, you know, grandson in law is, is in charge of the team, which we'll see how that works out. I mean, he's the chairman of Walmart. So, I mean, it, it, sorry, to me, those are two jobs that maybe. Uh, two individuals should be doing, but hey, what do I know about running a gigantic monolithic corporation that, that sells uh, discount clothing?
3: Could they have just transferred Nathaniel Hackett to a Walmart greeter at this point? Well, That's no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd want to agree. I mean, it, like you don't want to dunk on a man that just got
2: fired. But this this is the most obvious firing. There was no there was yeah. no doubt this was happening. At yeah. least this season. Even last season, Urban Meyer, you weren't quite sure because Shad Khan was so in on Urban Meyer and the yeah. culture change and things. I mean, the things that Urban Meyer had to do to get himself fired are, are pretty remarkable. Nathaniel Hackett just felt overwhelmed from day, like literally day one he walked out there. And then you wonder, you, you sort of do the reverse engineered. Okay, George Payton, the general manager. How do we settle on this guy again? Like, what what did he say to you in, a, in an interview that made you think, okay, this is the
1: guy we want? Well, I was I was trying to explain the timeline to some family members last night because it was like, look, this guy's getting fired. Like, they're just, just going to fire everybody. It's, you know, as the, the points are piling up for the, for the Rams. Remember the the Broncos went out and hired Nathaniel Hackett. The thinking was that hiring. Hackett is the the OC of the Green Bay Packers was it would allow you to potentially trade for Aaron Rodgers or have him approve a trade to Denver. When Rodgers decided to stay put in Green Bay, they then went out and said, all right, we're going to trade. We're going to trade for Russell Wilson. And then after both of those things happened, the ownership sale occurred. So you have an ownership group that is by a billion miles, the wealthiest uh, ownership group in the NFL, but like David Tepper was uh, like, he had $16 billion and he was by a long shot, the wealthiest owner until the Walton's took over and they're like exponentially richer than he is. So this is a group that doesn't have to worry about paying a coach of the salary uh, even after one year. And it's not like he was making a monster salary in the first place. Cause he was sort of an unproven coach, but they also, they didn't, they're not the ones like if you, if I, if you buy a football team, you pay $4 billion for a football team, you, you and you're, and your coach that you didn't hire the guy who's running the team stinks you're going to be pretty quick to to, to move on. It also, I think, is a very obvious sort of way to deflect blame off of the franchise quarterback that you traded for, Russell Wilson, and gave a ton of money, right, Sully? Well, this is
3: exactly what I was going to say. This is the easiest of the two moves that they probably should make as they kind of reshape the organization. You can very much just, again, write a check to get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, and this is what they're doing. They basically let him walk out the door. It's no sweat off their back because, like you said, Brinson, they are rich beyond their wildest dreams. The stuff with Russell Wilson, it's just a lot more difficult. And that, to me, is the biggest mistake that they've made so far is to not only trade for Russell Wilson, which, again, you know, at the time, we all thought that that was kind of a crazy good move for them because they struck out on Aaron Rodgers. But signing him to the extension before you even saw him play has really started to hamstring this organization for the foreseeable. Yeah, but so like, you
2: knew what you were getting, Russ Wilson. Deshaun Watson was more of a crapshoot, I felt like, because he hadn't played in 700 days, whatever. Yeah. It feels like Russ Wilson is too like he walked into the building, Tom Brady, and he walked out Mac Jones. And you're sure. like, oh my God, what happened?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. and that's exactly the 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 problem. Now, can how much can you put that on Nathaniel Hackett? Who knows? I guess we'll we'll find out in well, the I, I, think, I think
1: I think that if I were if I were the Walton family. I would be deluding myself into blaming Nathaniel Hackett for essentially all of the problems that were involving Russell Wilson, and thinking that if you get a guy that Russell Wilson really likes, that you can he can come in and it'll fix everything, and Russell be the Hall of Fame level quarterback again, and the Broncos would be great on offense. I mean, this is a playoff team if Russell Wilson just doesn't stink, this right? But isn't that the, the question
3: though? Because obviously that was the whole reason why Seattle was kind of totally fine with moving on from him, and we were all saying that Pete Carroll was right. It was, you know, you were all saying let Russ cook, but. It almost feels like he can't now. And so how much is it Nathaniel Hackett and how much is it Pete Carroll and the Seahawks being right to say this quarterback is kind of on a downward swing that we don't think that he can recover from.
2: Turns out Russ uh, failed out of culinary school. So perhaps Pete Carroll (laughs) was right to run his ass out of the restaurant.
1: By the way, I heard a a a replay of the, uh, of um, somebody, somebody tweeted out. It was like uh, Patrick, uh, what's his name from the, um, from SpongeBob who was doing the
3: Patrick star. Yeah.
1: Patrick star was like doing the Patrick star and like, um, uh, Ian and Eagle son and, um, and, and Nate Burleson, that whole, the Nickelodeon crew were basically just like roasting the living crap out of him. They're like, look, Russ burn everything in the kitchen. <laughs> just killing them. All. Just Russell Wilson getting just brutalized on, on Nickelodeon. The Broncos under Hackett went four and 11. Um, ironically, no, well, yes. So they, they didn't score more than 30 points once all year.
3: Oh, brother, this guy stinks.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: They were 15.5 points per game average under Nathaniel Hackett. That is 32nd out of 32 in terms of NFL scoring. Defensively, seventh in the NFL in terms of points allowed. Uh, Expected win-loss, 5.2 to 9.8 so i mean they've even underperformed their pythagorean theorem like as bad as their points you know, as bad as their point differential has been they've actually underperformed that which is really saying something and like to your point Wilson, this is this was just it was inevitable i mean the, the, he was getting fired at some point the only question is were you going to fire him after were you going to let this season drag out because i mean look that's dude i mean if you're a, you're a, you're the let's say you're one of the Waltons, so you're Greg Penner, or whoever, and you're sitting at home and you're in, you're, I, mean, I guess you're at the you're at the game probably watching the game, but like your old family's just watching your team get embarrassed and humiliated. It's like, wow, you guys really did a great job with this this uh, this organization that that's won three Super Bowls. Are like, you really really running into the ground? Nice work, boys. Well, not well they're only not that. the
2: ones
3: that they didn't trade for Russ. That wasn't that I, I, I know. I'm just yeah. saying that they own the team. I mean, am I getting this correctly? And are the Los Angeles Rams also owned by the Walmart family? Technically, is that, yes so that's technically all within the same realm and so obviously it was the a, family
1: Stan Kroenke is married to the oh. daughter of Sam either the daughter or granddaughter of Sam Walton I believe Mrs Kroenke oh. is a
3: is a is a Walton so we so get a little Christmas ribbing within the family and hey
1: hey Bob you don't find that suspicious
2: Christmas fist fight by the yeah. way uh you mentioned when and Brenton You typically are on the side of let this play out longer, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett, whether it's Cliff Kingsbury, Colin Murray. And I am typically on you just got to move on. And maybe that's because we're at different points in our life and I'm older. I don't want to wait around for something to see if it's going to work out because I don't think it is. But I mentioned all that because our buddy Jason Lockham four tweeted this out 20 minutes ago as we're doing the podcast. A lot of smart people in this league were suggesting to me back in week six in week six that the Broncos should save their season by bringing in someone like Gary Kubiak or Marvin Lewis as an interim head coach. Mm. And he wrote about it at the Washington post at the time. Now far, uh, now it's far too late to salvage anything. But to my point, making your point, sometimes I think you just wrote the bandaid off. Like if it's week six and this guy is clearly overmatched and just based on what we are seeing, we
1: don't know what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. Maybe you're just like, you know what? Peace I out. Would this is with him and we firing him in week two. I mean, like yeah. it was very clear. By, by the way, know. just just to clarify, so Ann Walton Cronky is Stan Cronky's uh, wife. Obviously, she Bud Walton is her father. She owns the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche. Stan Cronky owns the LA Rams, Arsenal of the Premier League, the Colorado Rapids of MLS, and the Colorado Mammoth of the National Lacrosse League. And then you have the the other side of the Waltons who own now the Denver Broncos. Like it's, I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, I don't want to mess with the rich people, uh, but yeah, t- to your point, Wilson, this is one of those cases where I would, I would, I would err on the, the same side as you, like Nathaniel Hackett, remember he came in and by week three, was it week three that they had to hire the the guy who's like the old guy who's like to like watch it, like, like Ross, like, like,
3: like his own Ernie Adams or something, right?
1: Yeah. And it's like, like he's basically like looking at a stopwatch and saying, all right, hey, uh you, you need to get the, the ball snapped now before uh before the play clock runs out. They had tons of the delay games. The offense looked sloppy. There's clear lack of coordination with Russell Wilson across the board. Um infighting on the sidelines. We've seen the defense have been mad at Russ. I mean, it's it's and this is a guy who was just win way over his head. And yeah, I mean, I if they fired him week six and brought in a Marvin Lewis type, do they make a playoff run? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if are they worse? No, no,
2: no, yes. no. Can't, you can't the, I worse. think that's the point.
3: <laughs> but that, but that's kind of what I was saying earlier too. Though is yeah, this did not work out with Nathaniel Hackett whatsoever. You could tell pretty much from the get go it was going to not work out. But I also don't want to completely shift 100 percent of the blame on Russell Wilson. He hasn't been good. We Mm-mm. see it all the time in the NFL where elite quarterbacks or good quarterback play masks horrible coaching. And so now I can't. I don't think we can just say that it was all Nathaniel Hackett. The Russell Wilson issue is still a massive issue for this organization. This was just the easier thing to get out of at this moment. Right. So right. let
2: me ask you guys this, because unfortunately. The Broncos don't have the third overall pick because that's now Seattle's. But let's assume well, that the Broncos had Russ and were somehow able to keep that third overall pick. Are you taking Will Anderson or are you thinking seriously about taking the quarterback?
1: I think the problem with taking the quarterback is you look at and look. I, I understand your thought process here. You've got a Russell Wilson contract where next year you his dead cap is one hundred and seven million dollars. The following year in twenty twenty four, if you cut him, is is eighty five million dollars, and then twenty twenty five is forty nine point six million dollars. At which point in time, Russell Wilson will be thirty seven years old. Um, you know, he's not going to see that 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 fifth year of this contract. But man, it is
0: tough. sweet, Jesus!
1: You can't cut him. The, you can't cut him the next two years, and you can't re, any sort of renegotiation is only going to crank up his, his his dead cap numbers down the down the like. It, you're, he's not going to renegotiate with you and like make it so he's easy. No, to I get cut. that.
2: He sh- he shouldn't either. But my
1: point no, is, not. you're. Nathaniel Hackett to 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 what Sully's saying,
2: you're putting a aid on a gunshot wound. Yeah, like there's still some things to sort out.
1: Yeah, you're using a yeah, use yeah. Uh, it's it is it's just easier to say okay, look, we're going to blame Nathaniel Hackett for all these problems and hope that whoever we hire can fix Russell Wilson. I mean, the question is, and and I I, know, I think I know your answer, Wilson. But like, would a Sean Payton be interested? I, I mean, I, I can't. I guess he was going to pair up with Vic Fangio, which might be a little tough to pull off. Since Fangio, you pay Vic Fangio enough money, he'll go anywhere. I bet.
2: And they apologize. Do think, to and like,
1: do you think a Sean Payton type would be interested in saying, "Man, I think I could fix Russell Wilson"? Like, he still got the physical skill skill set. I mean, if Pete Carroll can't get along with Russ Wilson, and Pete Carroll, by all accounts, gets along with
2: everyone, and that's where you send the the, the tough eggs, and he sorts them out, and they all have success.
1: Sean Payton, not trying to be get down with that nonsense. I don't think. So, so like, what does the what does the next coach look like for the Broncos? Because it has Jesus, to be. Honest. He
2: looks like Jesus Christ. Like that is the only savior that's going to help the Denver Broncos at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I, I just, I, it's sort of like when we talk about the Tom Brady and like making a run in the playoffs and Aaron Rogers making a run in the playoffs. Like there's enough of a, uh, uh, you know, a history of Russell Wilson being a successful quarterback, even if he hadn't been very good the last few years. And even if I think he's washed where I still have to believe that there's a chance that some coach, uh, some NFL, some, you know, some offensive coach can come in and get the most out of him. I just don't know exactly who that answer is and whether, like again, like a Sean Payton would want to do that. Let's say the Chargers make the playoffs and they don't, they're not going to fire Brandon Staley. So that's off the table. You know, I mean, Sean Payton wants to get back in coaching. Denver has tons of money. They have, you know, they have a quarterback in theory that's a franchise quarterback. They have some really nice offensive weapons. They have a very good defense. Like Sean Payton, surely has to think he could win with Russell Wilson, right?
2: But the Broncos also have, are going to have to give up draft picks because that's part of the deal when when Sean Payton leaves. Yeah, unfortunately, New they don't have
1: any draft picks.
2: Maybe you could trade if you could trade Russ to <laughs> to the Saints. I'm not, I'm not sort of sort of half joking and get a third round pick or something, some for Hill.
1: You get, you, get, you, get Taysom, Taysom, you get Taysom Hill at a couple of picks for Russell Wilson and, and Sean Payton. Or no, you get Taysom Hill, Sean Payton, and, and you get Taysom Hill and Sean Payton for Russell Wilson straight up.
2: And then you you sign Tom Brady. Now that's that actually is a is a you know a galaxy brain Brinson theory that I could actually get behind.
3: But I'll you say still, this though, I, I don't even know if this it, out of let's just look at the three jobs that are technically at least going to take interviews this offseason that we know of right now. Denver. Carolina, and Indianapolis, both of those two teams have interim head coaches, but you still have to go through the interview process. Both of those teams have top 10 picks in the NFL draft. So would you much rather just go to a team mm-hmm. if you're Sean Payton or whoever coach? Would you rather try your luck with a rookie quarterback and see if you can strike gold there as opposed to trying to fix Russell Wilson?
1: I think I am probably slotting Carolina at the top of those three in, in terms of, and, and, and not by a ton. I mean, you know, I think that- You have to take think, the owner into account too, though. Oh, that's what I'm – I know that's why it's not that much higher. Like, I I think Ursa, for me right now, the way that he's acted the past, you know, uh, year plus – I mean, you really say past 10 years plus, whatever you want to say, but like specifically the past year plus, like firing Frank Wright midseason after forcing him to bench Matt Ryan and then bringing in Jeff Saturday and letting him play with Matt Ryan and and just – it feels like Ursa is not the type of guy you want to get on board with if you if you're expecting stability in terms of your job as a, as a coach. You know, maybe you'll get a couple of years, but who knows if you know he gets pissed off and he fires Chris Ballard and then he fires you. Um, Denver feels like maybe a little bit of a safer spot in terms of um, how uh, patient they would be. But again, they just and, 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 and I mean I say that knowing that they just fired their head coach. But if if, like, if he had won eight games, he's not getting fired, you know. Right. Yeah, and, but he did But I, but <laughs> no, I also he, think that this I ownership... Should won, he should have won like eight games easily.
3: Yeah, but well, this ownership t- will also be much more lenient with the guy that they hire. Like, yes. This is not their hire. So they will give a lot of leash, I feel like, to the next guy because it's their first hire. I mean, they lost... Let's look at some of the losses that they had. 17-16
1: to the Seahawks in week one. They beat the, te- the Texans 16-9. to They beat the 49ers somehow 11-10. They lost to the Colts in overtime 12 to 9. They lost to the Chargers in overtime 19 to 16. They lost to the Jets 16 to 9. They lost to the Titans 17 to 10. They lost to the Raiders in overtime 22 to 16. They lost to the Panthers 23 to 10. They lost to the Ravens 10 to 9. I mean like some of these losses you know like just just put up 25 points in a couple of these games like we're not a- we're not asking you to be the you know the the freaking greatest show on turf here. Just be an average offense with Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, um, and in this this list of you know, this list of doesn't matter.
2: Offenses. It doesn't matter what you said to Russ Wilson because the Sully has made clear it wasn't just Nathaniel Hackett. So you no, didn't have. I, I I agree I agree with that, but I'm just saying that like okay. well you're sort of it, yelling into the wind because neither one of those guys is in a position to help the other, and in fact oh, they but, but you
1: just you have, have Russell you have Russell Wilson. He's not going here. Sucks. Well, that's fine, but he—he's your—he's your crappy problem. Like you—you were you stuck with him for the next three years. I get it, but I mean the fact that you're saying score more points—that's
2: uh, like telling Matt Canada to call better plays. It's just—I mean, you know, or telling a two-year-old land the plane. Well, okay. I—I I, I have to believe there's a coach. There's there's
1: all right. Well, who's that? Are, like who's who's I, the next up and comer? Like Kellen Moore? What about him? I don't, I'm not hiring a, a an OC. I'm trying to find like a, I'm trying to find a veteran.
3: Yeah. I'm on this.
1: I think like a Frank Wright would be an interesting hire here too, where he like brings in some stability. You you run the football. You say, Listen, you, Ross. Before, before you get going on that part though, how do you control what feels like passive aggressive Russ? And this is on me speculating. I, I don't know. If I don't I don't know. No, I agree with you. I mean, like by all accounts and we are, I've been saying, I've been saying this all year. We had situation. You heard like Peyton Manning talk about where it's like Nathaniel Hackett provided three plays and then Russ, because he needed to have input into the offense, would get to pick which play they were going to run, and then he would call that play in the huddle. And this is like basically how you know they ended up getting all these delay of games and whatnot. Um, Russ called every single time the
2: absolute wrong play. That's not a good sign for your franchise quarterback.
1: By the way, great, great nugget from uh, John Breach, who is providing us nuggets but not providing us his presence on the podcast. Over the past twenty-five years, there've only been three coaches who didn't make it through the entire first season with a new team: two thousand seven, Bobby Petrino with the Falcons 2021 Urban Meyer with the Jaguars in 2022 Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos not a great list to be on um but on the, the other side uh, Falcons made the playoffs next season with Mike Smith and it looks like the the Jaguars have a real good shot at making it with, with Doug Peterson so and, and you look at those guys Mike Smith veteran coach I believe first time coach but from the defensive side um came in with a stable presence Doug Peterson same thing like you went from these college like nut jobs who were egotistical maniacs. and, and not that Hackett was that but like Go get a steady presence. Who's be like, listen, Russ, y- you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta figure something out, buddy. Because you know, we, I want to help you figure it out. Like, I think Russell can be good, but you got to go back to the sort of the style that Pete. like, this is not a let Russ Cook situation. It's a like a like, let's, let's, let's reinstall the microwave situation. All right,
2: let me let me read out some names and just both of you give me a quickly, quick uh yes or no. So um, Brian Flores.
3: I don't hate it. I would say no. I think you need an offensive mind to fix Russell Wilson. Yeah. I'm thinking about a hard-ass who won't put up with the nonsense. Sure. And, and along those the only, lines. The only, the,
1: one, the only thing that concerns me about the Flores thing is like the, what, the way he handled the Tua Fitzpatrick stuff. It's
2: like, yeah, fair it, enough. Okay, so Sully won't like this, but I'll get the name out because it's going to be a hot one. D'Amico Ryans.
1: I mean. If you can get Demika Ryan's as your head coach, I think you do it just because of how good that defense that defense looks, and with his connections, defense is good in Buffalo. The defense is good in Denver. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like he's. I, I think with his connections to the Kyle Shanahan tree, you're going to be able to find an offensive coordinator that could potentially do some good stuff there.
3: And that's I'm honestly kinda, that's kind of how I feel about that as well. I, and I I I'm do looking think for that oh, ahead,
1: look Yeah, I'm actually looking
2: for a disciplinarian at this point, someone who can keep Russ in line. All right, and this is sort of crazy, Jim Harbaugh.
1: I don't, I don't hate Harbs at all. Sure. Oh, okay. What about All I got right. one for you? What about yeah. uh, what about Matt Lafleur from the Jets? Mike, Mike Lafleur. Excuse me. I
2: was, I was like, wait, like, Matt is leaving like, Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just another Green Bay uh, coach. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, is is Matt is Mike Lafleur more about Zach Wilson or more about Mike White? Like, I don't, I don't have a real sense for. And more importantly, the the biggest factor is can he stand up to a veteran quarterback? Like, that's literally that has to be at the top of
3: the list. Well, I think the guy that comes into into my brain is Bill O'Brien. Obviously, somebody who's been talked about to come back to New England as an offensive coordinator—he's been the okay. OC at Alabama, former head coach in the NFL, offensive mind—that's somebody that I kind of am envisioning for this job in Denver.
2: But Bill, I, from what I've heard, Saban doesn't love Bill O'Brien the way he called that offense. Mm. Maybe that's less of an issue. Maybe you want a hard ass, like I said, and Bill O'Brien is certainly that. And he did have success in Houston. Billy mentions Eric Bieniemy, who's always on the list, but always seems to come up short. Do you think? Look, he yells and screams at Patrick Mahomes all the time, mm. so. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you want. And Breach actually has a good one. Steal Dion from Colorado. I actually would not hate that at all. I would actually love Dion Sanders coaching the Denver. Yeah, Broncos. Bill,
1: O'Brien, Bill O'Brien had some 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 decent offenses in Houston. Um, obviously, you know you got uh, you got new. You know you got you know you got Deshaun Watson in there would certainly help things. But I mean, even then, he didn't really. I mean, only like they, their offenses were like top twenty ish. Um, until they got Watson, then top fifteen, top thirteen, and uh, top thir- top th- top fifteen-ish in in points per game and yards per game. Once they got Deshaun Watson, which you know you like, maybe you'd like to see it a little bit higher, maybe a little bit more explosive.
2: Um, to the I the defensive guys uh, that are veterans. I don't know if they fit uh, Sully's what Sully's looking for because they're on the other side. But Leslie Frazier and Dan Quinn, they've both been really successful lately,
1: and, and look, they've been Dan- former head coaches. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I want is some stability and somebody could come in with a little bit of authority and like less of like Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, the question is, was he hired to be, you know, like was he hired just to try to steal Aaron Rodgers? Um, uh, Thomas Scott in the chat says Bruce Arians, no shot, but maybe him. I don't,
2: man, he doesn't want the headache of that age <laughs> with his health problems. He's not trying, yeah, he's trying true. to deal with it. I mean, look, Jim look, Jim Harbaugh would be a, a coup for the Broncos. Yeah, I think you're gonna well,
1: I think so too. Cause when he showed up in San Francisco, that program turned around overnight. Jim Harbaugh is a can, is a quarterback whisperer and a program fixer. Yeah. And so like he he flipped Alex Smith's career career trajectory around completely. Kaepernick I, think too. See, I think you can see him do the same thing with Russell Wilson, where he's like, listen, buddy, we're gonna run and then you're gonna you're gonna make these throws. And um, you know, the I think that'll probably depend largely on what happens in the college football playoff. If Michigan were to win a title, then I think Harbaugh would be looking hard at the NFL because he's, he's succeeded at that, that that level of college. And he, he made it clear this off season. He wants a Super Bowl more than anything. Um,
2: you what know, about, I, um, what about Steve Wilkes? Should he not stay in Carolina? I'd actually think about that. He, he's got that team playing hard.
1: Yeah. And he feels like a no nonsense guy. He said, sent- yeah, I just, I, I like, I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of more in line with Sully. Um, not, not that I don't, I don't disagree with you. Like, get a no, disciplinary. No. Did, guy in did there Steve
2: wilson Robbie Anderson, told him to get off the field? That was yeah. this season, right? Yeah. That was this season. Yeah, yeah. So he's not putting up with the nonsense. I, I did, get I know that the, rule
1: cut out of there. Yeah,
2: I know the the defensive. I get that part. But like I said, my first order of business is to get uh, like a. It,
1: it, me- if I'm hiring a disciplinary defensive guy, I need to know who his offensive coordinator is Like his offensive coordinator is going to be and his offensive support staff because it's like. You know, I, 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 you don't. It's it, it, This is the worst possible situation. It's the worst possible setup because it's like you don't want to cater to Russell Wilson. You want to make Russell Wilson like, get it back in line. And, and, yeah. and he, Dude, he's he's like going to be thirty five at the start of next year, and he looks like he's older. He looks. I mean, he looks older, right? He doesn't look like he's aging gracefully the way that you know a lot of people thought he might. Like me. He, he t- All right. So who's the number one guy? Doesn't matter if he's offense or defense
2: because I have a plan for the offense coordinator of the spring line. Who's the number one guy that can come in and restore order? Like, who is that guy?
3: Sean get? Payton is the number one guy. He can Sean restore. Payton, Harbaugh as well. I like that pick. Yeah. we are talking about I think, I think Sean Payton and Harbaugh
1: is like they are so they are bigger, they are as big, if not bigger names than Russell Wilson. So it's like, listen, Russ, this is how like this is how I run my ship. This is how my program operates. You are going to get in line, we're gonna succeed. It, it, like Russell Wilson's not gonna try and like big D, you know, John Harbaugh or, or Sean Payton. He's gonna, he did he's pick gonna have to yeah, but th- but that's different just cuz he was dra- like he's drafted there and sort of you know, he he felt like he outgrew his his shoes there. I think I think I think of, I think after this season and the humbling nature that he's that he's had like the humbling nature of the season, if you brought in a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh that they would they would if you get an offensive coach who's a veteran who's got the disciplinary chops in the in the history of success in at the NFL level, I think that's the best possible case. I don't hate your idea of if you can then get a defensive guy and come in, do, do you uh, do you have a name that you would put at the top, Wilson?
2: I sort of like the idea of Steve Wilkes going in there and just breaking breaking skulls, and then you hire Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator. Because <laughs> Cliff Cliff does not need to be in charge of people; he just needs to be in charge of call. He can call plays, okay. but he can't he can't he can't do he shouldn't be doing what he's doing now. And you know, there was a uh, Jeremy Fowler wrote about it on ESPN. About how uh, unsurprisingly there's a ton of dysfunction in Arizona. I don't know if Cliff will be there, but I, I think he probably would refer not to that. There was actually a mention in the, in the article that he could just walk away, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: but he'll get a job as no. season somewhere. My first thought was, Oh, I, I would love for him to be in Pittsburgh where he doesn't have like Tom, like Tomlin for example, if Tomlin came to Denver, that's a wrap. Russell might get cut. Either Russell's going to get in line <laughs> or, or he's going to be moonwalking out the building, but that's the sort of person you need. And I think Harbaugh is that guy. And I think you're right. Sean Payton is that guy. And, and in both instances, they're on the right side of the ball when you're trying to fit the defense is fine. It's the offense, it's uh, yeah. a train director. Yeah,
1: you also, but you also want somebody, even if you're an offensive guy, you want somebody who who can bring in like a defensive coordinator that max that you want to get the most out of that defense as well. I mean, like you, you want that team to be balanced. And I think it's, it, it needs to be like you traded for Russ, you gave up a ton for him. It needs to be less about Russ trying to just like carry this offense and more about, you know, just being an offense that allows Russell to you know, do a bunch of play action stuff to make some, you know, like he doesn't need to be R- Russ's magical mystery tour. It's it's like they like you can, know, it needs to be the Denver Broncos. And then Russell Wilson could be the secondary. And, and
3: this is one of those things that I don't know how much of a difference it actually does make, but I do think it's worth pointing out that Javante Williams was out for the year. He was supposed to be a huge piece of this offense, obviously coming from green Bay. I think everybody was kind of looking at him as a Aaron Jones type figure in that offense. Yeah. And so, I mean, that is a, an interesting what if now. I don't know. if let Murray's
1: on the stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. That'll, that'll, uh, let's, we'll, that'll do it for us. I think it's a good, good chat. A lot of, uh, sucks for Nathaniel Hackett, but but very unsurprising. And, hey, you know what? Now you get to spend New Year's Eve with your family, and you don't have to worry about, you know, like planning to get your butt kicked by somebody else. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Sully. For Wilson. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.